With Braves camp coming to an end very soon, we have some interesting developments. We have the outfielders. Oh my gosh, Eli White, what are you doing? You're insane right now. Sam Hilliard, probably going to get a spot just because he's out of minor league options. And Kevin Pillar, veteran presence in the clubhouse. What are they going to do there? And don't even get me started on the fifth starting rotation spot. The two people I've been talking about all spring are now off the team. We'll get into it and more. Let's go. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow, it's only done one way, the Braves way. Welcome to the Braves way podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Braves way podcast. A lot has happened in the past week with the Braves and of course I was not home to go over any of it. I've been on spring break for the past week. I went up to Destin Beach, Florida for spring break, and it was cold. It was like 40s, 50s, not even 60s, (laughs) 40s, 50s the whole week. Out on the beach, it's windy, you know how it is. And so it was kind of miserable. Beach was beautiful, but you couldn't get in the water. Same thing with the pool. The pool was heated, so it was a bit better. But once you got out, it was crap. (laughs) So that's where I've been the past week. Sorry for not posting anything. And I'm also sorry for everyone who had Purdue and their brackets going a long way. I had Purdue. I had Purdue winning the championship. Of course, I'm talking about March Madness right now. If you guys don't watch that, if you don't watch it, then what are you doing? But I had Purdue winning the championship. And they go out and lose to a team I've never heard of. Who is FDU? Well, I know who they are now because I looked them up because I'm like, who's beating my championship team? And I'm like, this team? Speaking of March Madness, I went to a game yesterday. I went to the the one in Orlando, the ORU versus Duke game, and the Louisiana Raging Cajuns, best name in all of college sports against Tennessee. Um, That was a lot of fun. If you've never been to a March Madness session, there's like two games in one session. Do you need to go? It's awesome. It is awesome. It was so much fun. I lost my voice, so I'm sorry if I don't sound the best. That's why. So, yeah. And World Baseball Classics in full swing right now. Uh, I literally just watched Mexico beat Puerto Rico. RIP Puerto Rico. They were up 4 nothing in this game. And what happens? They give up five unearned runs. Five unearned runs. You can't do that. Eddie Rosario hit one out for Puerto Rico. That, that was good for him. <laughs> but now, let's get away from the World Baseball Classic, March Madness, my spring break talk, and let's get into Braves baseball. A lot is heating up. Uh, well, let's go straight into the outfield. We'll go to the outfield and then we'll go to the shortstop and then we'll go into 
the starting pitchers. All these battles are super, super big ones, and it can't be stated enough how how tight these are. <laughs> now, if you guys haven't been watching spring training, uh, I don't blame you. It's just spring training, and you just look out for the big headlines like Mike Soroka doing live BP. That's a big headline. But if you haven't been watching it or paying attention, Eli White cannot be stopped right now. He cannot be stopped right now. He has had 24 at-bats, 24 at-bats. He has 11 hits, with two of them being doubles, one of them being a triple, and three home runs. 11 hits and 24 at-bats. That that is insane. Insane. And he had a double against the Dominican team. Like, if you guys, the Braves played Dominican and Puerto Rico in an expedition game. And we got absolutely mollywopped by Dominican, but he had a double against them. So that's good. Hey, that's good. So he he's already a great defender. Like he can track down any ball. Like that play he made with Texas, I think, last year, maybe the year before against the Rays, where he literally like went like fifteen feet off the ground and robbed a home run. It was insane. And that's just, that's just, it's insane what he's doing right now. Obviously, he's not going to be able to do this the whole season. But if he's a pinch hitter or a defensive uh, substitute or anything, I wouldn't be surprised if he's that guy we go to because he has great, he has plus plus fielding. And if he can, if he can hit a little bit, then why not? Why not? That's all I'm saying. But Sam Hilliard, he he's not doing too bad either. He he has had 28, 28 at-bats, and he's had three doubles and a home run. The only problem is with Sam Hilliard, he's had 10 strikeouts in 28 at-bats. So when he's not hitting a double or hitting a home run, <laughs> he's striking out, which, I mean, you can always – you can always fix that. Strikeouts are a thing that's going to happen. You just hope you have more hits than you do strikeouts. It's just one of those things. But the thing with Sam Hilliard is he's likely to get a roster spot by default because he's all out of minor league options. So that just means that he's probably going to get a roster spot. And if he doesn't, they'll have to cut him or something like that. I don't know the logistics of it but he's also he's been pulling his weight i'll say it he's been pulling his weight not as much as eli white but eli white's not out of uh minor league options so who knows what what aa what brian snicker is going to do there but it's going to be tough because kevin pilar is also out here making his name known because you know how important it is to have a veteran presence in the lineup, in the clubhouse. You guys remember back five years ago when we had Nick Martakis? He was that that veteran presence, that silent veteran presence because he didn't speak at all. <laughs> but he, um, 
Like Nick Markakis was a big role in getting the Braves where they are right now. Same thing with Charlie Morton. Charlie Morton has been a huge, huge factor in the success of the of every pitcher on the team, not just starting pitchers, but every pitcher. I guarantee you every single pitcher has gone to Charlie and they've asked him for advice. It's just you need that veteran presence. And Kevin Pillar is a veteran. He's 34, so he's not the oldest dude, and he can still hit. And the only reason why he didn't really play last year is because Guillermo Heredia for the Mets was in his way. But what did the Mets do? Oh, they had him on the roster. They had him in a lot of games because of the great clubhouse chemistry he created. So you want him on there just because just I would do it just because of that. I mean, obviously, if you don't have the roster spot, then go with the hot hand. But I would have him on there despite him only going five for 25 this spring. I mean, he's had a couple home runs, uh, two walks and seven strikeouts but he he knows how to hit he he knows how to play he was a everyday player for six years so he knows what he's doing out there he has that great veteran presence that he can give to Eli White give to Sam Hilliard I haven't even heard of Jordan Luplo so I don't even know if he's an option at this point can give it to Acuna give it to Michael Harris so I would have him up there just because of that. But like I said before, if we don't have the roster spot, we don't have the roster spot. So that is what it is. Um, Another one coming out of nowhere was Forrest Wall. He's went seven for 21 with three doubles, three walks, three strikeouts, three, 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 <laughs> five stolen bases and eight runs scored. So he, Forrest Wall is coming out of nowhere. Obviously, he is off the team now, and he is down in minor league camp because they just didn't have the room for him. They made some cuts, uh, including – great segue by me. Good job, Carter. Including Bryce Elder and Ian Anderson. Yes, you heard me correctly. The Braves today – this was not today. This was March 14th. Option – Ian Anderson and Bryce Elder, two AAA Gwinnett. Atlanta now has 50 total players in camp. Obviously, that was before they made all of these other moves, and here's these other moves. They reassign Brian Moran, Drake Baldwin, Joe Dunand, Denny Hechevarria, Justin Dean, Cody Milligan, Magnaris, Sierra, and Forrest Wall to their minor league camp. The Braves now have 42 players in camp. The Braves have 42 players in camp, like I just said, just ahead their season opener against Washington, which is on March 30th. We are getting close. So I think they need to get rid of around 14 more dudes. I think 26-man roster is the thing. I don't think it's 25 anymore because obviously – they, I don't know what it is. I don't know why it's 26 anymore. Something to do with COVID, I think. I think everything that you can talk about has something that happened of it because of COVID. So I think it has something to do with COVID, but I'm not entirely sure. Let's get into the meat and potatoes on why Ian Anderson and Bryce Elder has been sent down to minor league camp. 
Spring training, let's get into it. Um, Ian Anderson, 0 for 1. ERA, 614. Games played in, 3. Seven innings pitched, eight strikeouts, 1.77 whip. So, not the best. Not the best. I mean, I don't know. They just want him to prove more, I guess. Like, with the, with the other pitchers that we're going to be getting into later, the young pitch, pitchers that we'll be talking about in a bit, um, these are not good numbers. 6-14 ERA. Last year, he had a 5 ERA. I mean, obviously, this is spring training. He's only at 7 innings pitch, but as of right now, it kind of looks like the same thing like last year. He's just not being able to get back to his old self. I mean, you want to say, oh, he pitches in the postseason like terrific. He's a postseason pitcher. You can't have someone on your team in the regular season, in your pitching rotation, in the regular season. That's going to be a detriment to you just because he's lights out in the postseason. And you don't even know if he's going to be lights out in the postseason after having a crappy year. We didn't get to see him last year because he got hurt. But, like, I, I'm just saying, you if even if he is lights out in the postseason, you can't have him in your regular season stinking it up, having a five ERA every year, because you'll never make it to the postseason with someone like that on your team. So they're going to send him down, see if they need to get some. He needs to get some stuff worked out, some mechanics issues. I don't know everything that they might have worked on last year when he was down there. So I just hope he has a good attitude about it. I hope he goes down there with a straight head. He's like, okay, I got to get to work. I got to get to work because that is my position. That is my spot. That starting starting pitcher spot is mine, and I will come back and I will claim it. Uh, that's what I hope he does. And I, I, it's hard to tell. He's been so dominant for two or three years now, and I want him to do good. I want him to do well. But honestly, baseball is a funny sport. You never know. Bryce Elder, younger dude, one year younger than Ian. This uh, spring training, he was one for two with a 617 ERA in four games uh, with nine strikeouts and a 1.37 whip. 11 innings pitched. So, sort of the same numbers. <laughs> ERA in the six, just like Ian. He pitched four more innings than Ian, though. So, by my math, I say Ian did better, but. That's just by my redneck math, all right? <laughs> but same thing of Elder. He's never really – he hasn't proven himself in the MLB. He's had – he had 10 games last year. He had three, four of them that were lights out. But also those were against the Nationals and the Marlins. So, honestly, you don't know what he can do in the majors. We saw a small sample size last year. Ian Anderson's a little more proven and last year was not it. So if I had to take any of them, I would take Ian right now just because of that experience. But Bryce is getting there. He's just got to go down there and work. He's got to, he's got to have that 
unproven underdog mentality. Unlike Ian, Ian's like been there, done that. Now I just got to get back to it because I'm not it anymore. Whereas elders, like I've never been there. I got to prove myself that I am that. So the, the fifth spot still very on for these dudes. It's just a slimmer chance, a slim slimmer chance because we got two, we got two dudes who are, are solely in possession of that fifth spot battle. They are in, they are in battle right now. But let me say that. But they are unproven, even more so. Less, they're less, less proven than Mister Bryce Elder. That is, of course, if you haven't heard already, Jared Schuster and Dylan Dodd. They are throwing it lights out right now. But before we get into their stats and stuff, let's do a deep dive into these dudes, all right? I don't know anything about these dudes. Um, Literally, I know a lot. I know some about Schuster because obviously he's one of the biggest prospects in the Brave system, actually the number one prospect in the Brave system. And... Dylan Dodd, never heard anything about him. I'm sure you guys haven't either. If you have, good for you. I wish I was as good as you guys who stay pay attention to minor leagues because I can't do that. I don't know. I'm just not that invested. Like, I'm invested. I'm, I'm a diehard fan of the Braves, but I'm not, like, farm system invested. So shout out to you if you are. Uh, but let's get in the Jared Schuster. Schuster, this is from... SI.com Braves today. I've never heard of it. I think it's, it's Sports Illustrated, but it's like the Brave section. Fan Nation, it's called. I, I haven't heard of it, but everything I've read here sounds super cool. So go check it out. Schuster, a first round pick by the Braves out of Wake Forest. Go Demon Deacons. In the short in 2020 draft, has a strong. Uh, sorry, sorry to cut myself off. Another draft pick in the 2020 pick that could be a. Gem got Strider, got Harris out of that 2020 draft. So don't sleep on Mr. Schuster here because we have hit gold in that 2020 draft. All right, back to my story. Has a strong ability to throw strikes and has improved the quality of his slider over the last year. Throwing it harder, it is now in the mid-80s. To go along with his average fastball and his exceptional changeup with the improvement to the slider, MLB Pipeline considers him Atlanta's number one prospect. The fastball, while not reaching velocity numbers 96-97 he flashed in college, sits in the low to mid-90s. I wonder why that is. With solid carry up in the zone and a natural cut, making it difficult for hitters to square up. It's not about how fast you can throw it, because if you can throw it 110-110, if you can throw it like 110-112, but it doesn't move, people are going to figure out a way to time it up, square it up, and boom. Bye-bye. But, like, the reason why Strider is so good when he throws his 101, 102 is because it has a little wrinkle to it at the end that hitters do not expect. Do not expect. And that's crazy. That is insane. And that's why he's so good. So, Schuster, his fastball, it's in the low to mid-90s. But when you have a cut like that, shoot, shoot, man, shoot. The entire arsenal is built around the changeup, though. It sits around 80 miles an hour, 
getting double-digit separation and excels at getting both swings and misses in the zone and laughably bad swings when it drops below the zone. That's what happens when you have a great changeup. It doesn't matter how fast your your fastball is. If you have a changeup that's a 10 miles an hour difference from your fastball, you're going to get silly swings, silly, silly swings. Schuster, as it re- as is required for a pitcher without an overwhelming fastball, has good control of his secondaries. His career minor league walk percentage is below 7%, and I love seeing that, by the way. And he throws everything for strikes greater than 64% of the time. So he doesn't walk people and he throws strikes? Sign me up. Now, let's get on the Dylan Dodd. Dodd joined the Braves as a member of the 2021 draft going under slot in the third round out of Southeast Missouri. Ranked 10th in MLB Pipeline's rankings of Braves prospects, Dodd has a similar higher floor over higher ceiling projection than Schuster, but with more tools to work with. Uh, Sporting a four-pitch mix, Dodd opens things up with an average fastball sitting in the lower 90s and with both four-seam and two-seam options. The fastball exists to set up the slider and changeup, both thrown in the low 80s. The slider, a horizontal breaking sweeper, could stand to be a trick harder, but still misses plenty of bats. While the changeup has good depth and deception to it off of the fastball, Dodd has a slower curveball as well that he throws early in the counts as a tendency breaker and to steal an early strike. Wow. Dude. I mean, another pitcher that doesn't throw hard like Strider, but it it doesn't matter when you can throw like that. Listen to this. You ready? Similar to Schuster, Dodd sports excellent control of his arsenal, throwing the fastball for strikes more than 70% of the time and sporting an overall walk rate of 5.4%, third best in the system in 2022 for pitchers with 50 or more innings. I love pitchers that I love pitchers that know how to pitch for strikes. Sorry, I had to readjust my camera. I thought it, I don't know, something happened to it. All right. So like I was saying, pitchers that can throw strikes make me so, so, so happy because I don't want someone to go out there and walk five guys and give up the game winning run or whatever. I like guys that can throw strikes Get early strikes, strike everyone out. And both these dudes can do it. So, oh my. That's all I got to say. All right, now let's look at the spring training stats. Jared Schuster's three games, 1.04 ERA, and eight innings pitched with two hits, one earned run, one walk, and nine strikeouts. Dude, come on, man. Come on. Dylan Dodd in eight innings pitched, zero ERA with five hits, no runs, obviously, no walks, and 11 strikeouts. Guys, one of these dudes are going to be our fifth starter spot. And why was I not covering them before? Why, why, why? Sorry, my camera died. I don't really know what's happening right now i don't know where if we're recording or not but let's just go with it all right where did i leave off um 
Oh yeah, I can't believe I wasn't covering Dylan Dodd or Mr. Schuster. But that being said, I'm so glad they are in our lives because they are making our lives so much easier. And was I the only one that didn't know about Dylan Dodd? No, I am not. The manager of the Braves, Brian Snicker, didn't even know anything about Dylan Dodd either. It says here that he admitted that he didn't even know much about him coming into spring training. It says, I saw him on the backfield and I was like, who is this Dodd guy? Now, Dylan Dodd might be pitching in the fifth game of the season. How insane is that? Snickers doesn't even know this guy at the beginning of the spring training. And then the next month, he's starting game five of the regular season for you. <laughs> How crazy is that? <laughs> But if I had to compare the two, and if I had to, like, I guess choose one, or, like, go with one, or say, yeah, I'd rather have him, or whatever, if I have any say in anything, I would probably go with Schuster, because Schuster have, has more experience. No, he doesn't have any major league experience. None of them has any major league experience. But Schuster has had more um, upper minor league experience. He has 30 games in the upper minors, 20 in AA, 10 in uh, uh, AAA, and Dodd has only had 10 total upper minor experience, uh, appearances, with nine of those being in AA. So, I mean, no major league experience, but he's had worlds of more uh, minor, upper minor league experience. And you never know how someone's going to translate going up from the minors to the majors, but AAA is the closest thing that we have to the majors. So him doing well down there, him being able to strike jits out, uh, control his fastball, control his changeup, uh, have a 7% walk rate, like that's insane against AAA players. That's pretty good, pretty good. And what he's done this camp is extraordinary. So... I think he'll get the nod uh, out of the gate, but I will not be shocked when I see Dylan Dodd out there this season. He will for sure be up there this season because his stuff is just too legit not to give him a taste. And I think a lot of people agree with me on that. I do think a lot of people think Jared Schuster will be the fifth starter to start the season. That doesn't mean he's going to be at all season just because he pitches – he pitches the fifth game of the season doesn't mean that he will be the fifth starter the whole season I just think we got to see what he's got and we got to see what he's capable of we might get a um another Spencer Strider or we might get another Colby Allard his first year we just never know that's that's the thing of baseball you never know and talking about things we never know, and that is the shortstop. We don't know who's going to be the shortstop. Right now, it looks like it's Von Grissom's uh, position to lose because Grissom's bat is just worlds better than anybody else that stands in his way. I mean, Arcia has hit. He has hit last year, but he was a substitute. He was a bench player last year for most of the year. And yeah, Mars or sorry, Mars. Yeah, Orlando has that veteran experience. He also hasn't been 
training under uh, Ron Washington all offseason. So he has carried himself pretty well this spring training, um, Grissom has. And he has shown improvements in the field, and his bat is still there. But another name that we have not considered is Braden Shoemake. Braden Shoemake has came out of nowhere to spring training. He's 7 for 21, 3 extra base hits, 2 walks, 4 strikeouts. He's come out of nowhere. And he's 3 years older than Mr. Von Grissom. So he has buttloads of more experience. And he's way better defensively than him. The only thing that lacks is his bat. So if these numbers show any signs of him doing better, that would be good because this is such a small sample size that we have to see we have to see a large a lot more bats to see if these this isn't just a fluke. We got to see at least I would say 80 to 100 at bats before we can make a real verdict on whether his bat is here to stay or if this is just like a spring training type thing. But his defense is better than Grissom's, and the Braves do prioritize defense. If you have seen anything that the Braves have been prioritizing the past couple years, it has been defense. We have been in the top of the league defensively the past couple years. So defense is big, big, big when it comes to the Braves' identity. So that wouldn't shock me at all if Shoemake gets the nod because he is just so much more defensively capable than Grissom but Grissom has shown strides so I still think it's his job to lose I still think Grissom's going to be your starting shortstop on opening day but Shoemake's making it very very interesting and here's another point that I read a little bit ago and I never thought of it but it makes so much sense if Braden Shoemake is healthy all of last year he, had, he was battling injuries all season. If he was healthy all of last year, who would be in the majors right now? Who would have they called up to come to Fenway that series to replace Ozzy Albies who just went down? It would have been Braden Shoemake. Why would you why would you call a low prospect Von Grissom? He wasn't a low prospect, but low minor league. I think he was in double A or something like that. I don't even know if he was in that. Uh, up before Braden Shoemake, who has been healthy and he's been decent and he's been a high draft pick. Why would you pick that guy over Braden Shoemake? The thing is, I don't think they would have. And that's crazy. That's the crazy thing about this sport we call baseball. Because injuries can change careers. Like, Von Gerson could be the starting shortstop. He probably will. Will be the starting shortstop in the 2023 regular season before Shoemake even gets a real chance to break in to the majors. And that's just crazy. That is insane how one tiny injury, one, one thing can propel someone's career into stardom and then hurt someone else's so bad. But I just wish all the luck for Shoemake. If he comes out and he performs and ends up being the shortstop for the Braves then I am ecstatic for him if he ends up not being the starting shortstop for the Braves and the Braves deal him dealt him or something in the uh the midseason or whatever I just I hope him well I wish him well because 
he's a good guy, great dude. He's had to deal with a lot of adversity. I just hope he does well. And that's all I have to say about Shoemake. Um, my last topic I want to get to today, it's kind of sad. We will leave on a pretty sad note. Edwin Diaz. If you guys watched World Baseball Classic, Puerto Rico just defeated uh, Dominican Republic 5-2 a couple days ago. Dominican Republic, heavy, heavy favorite. And they're out in the first round. They're out in pool play. Like, that's unheard of. What is going on over there in Dominica Republica? <laughs> but, Republica of Dominica, sorry. But, with that being said, Edwin Diaz lights out ninth inning. He retires the side in order. And they win that game. They advance to the quarterfinals. While he is celebrating, he pops the... Uh, the uh what is it the he pops a ligament in his leg in where was it i freaking knew it but i freaking knew where it was but i forget his no um patella patellar tendon so the tendon that like connects to the patella or whatever he tears that he is out for six to eight months that is devastating devastating for team puerto rico devastating for the Mets, and devastating for the game of baseball. He is one of the, if not the best, closers of the game right now, and he just went out with a freak accident that should have never happened. It's in the happiest of moments, and you tear your freaking tendon. That is so devastating. So sad to see. I mean, you could be the douchey Braves fan and be like, Oh, it helps out the Braves because the Mets don't have their all-star closer. and We don't have to see him 19 times this year. Well, that is true, but, like, it sucks. You don't. I don't wish injuries on anyone. I don't think anybody should wish injuries on to anyone, not even your worst enemies. And it's just sad to see because this is Edwin Diaz's livelihood. He was playing for his country, wearing his country's name on his chest. And this is just one of the freak accidents that happens. He plays this game to have a living, to have a better life for himself, for his family, for his country. And then this happens. It's just sad. It's a sad thing to see. And it sucks. I wish he, I wish him well in his recovery. I hope he comes out stronger when he gets the chance to. Sorry to end this episode on a sad note. But let me try to get you guys a little bit excited. Let me let me end it on a pretty high note. Let's try to end it on a high note. Braves baseball starts soon. Braves baseball starts March 30th. We're heading up to Washington facing the Nationals. Early season sweep. It is going on March 30th. We are so close. So close, guys. So freaking close close I can't wait if you couldn't just hear my excitement <sighs> thank you guys so much for listening and watching if you are watching thank you this is my first video podcast it is on Spotify go check it out I I don't know if it's well or not I enjoy doing it if you guys enjoyed watching it listening to it I don't care which way you processed it thank you guys so much for consuming it and if you like the video then 
tell me and I'll keep doing video podcasts. I enjoyed it. I hope you guys did. And I hope you guys have a great week. Have a great night. Uh, don't get mad watching March Madness. <laughs> See what I did there? And I hope your team wins, unlike mine. Freaking Purdue losing to a no-name school. What the f- <clears throat> If you're watching a World Baseball Classic, um, go USA into the quarterfinals now. Playing um, Venezuela tomorrow. So I can't wait for that. Um, USA, USA, USA. Have a great day. Have a great week. And see you later. The song that is my intro and my outro is Could Have Been Me by The Struts. And all copyright credits for this episode and all the other episodes from the Braveswag podcast all go to Major League Baseball and the Atlanta Braves. All names, image, images, and likeness all go to the Braves and Major League Baseball. Go follow the Braves Way podcast on Instagram and find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere else you get your podcast. Thank you.